You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And since it's Thursday, I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani, our Thursday Chinwag correspondent. Uh, Sadia, it's great to see you. How are you doing? I'm very well. As you know, I'm in London and uh, I had some surgery a while back. So here I am again. <laughs> and it's six o'clock in the morning here. <laughs> Bright and early. Thank you so much. How, how are you recovering? How's your foot? Because last week, I'm sure some of our listeners have been tuning in, but we'll be following your journey of sort of traveling during COVID, having your foot surgery. How are you recovering? Well, I'm recovering. Um, I've now got a big air boot on my foot and um, the air boot looks like something from Star Trek, uh, you know, from Star Wars. Um, but inside, the foot is looking a little bit battered and bruised at the moment, very blue and very purple. And uh, it's going to take a little bit of time yet just to get it settled down before. But I can't put any weight on it at all at the moment. So that's me. But I think really, you know, today, I wanted to talk to something that's kind of linked to it. Because, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying, you know, I'm in, I'm in London, and I here specifically for surgery and um, I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about the whole subject about um, quarantine and uh, the position that people a lot of there's a lot of um, people here in the UK at the moment from Hong Kong that's kind of residents and citizens who who came to Hong Kong um, really just like me in terms of personal circumstances it may be who came to the UK illness Oh, who, sorry, who came to the UK yeah, um, for particular things, whether it be for, you know, personal things to do with family or illness, um, even, you know, in a professional sense, they had to be here for something specific. And um, we've kind of like found ourselves in a situation where we can't actually get back to Hong Kong. It's not as easy as that. Um, so really, I just wanted to highlight the the fact that there are thousands, I'm sure, you know, well over sort of 500, certainly, um, maybe more people who are in this position at the moment. And I just wanted to cover that, how we're supporting each other to tell you the truth. As you know, there's a Facebook factor. group. There's a Facebook group, Hong Kong residents stranded in the UK. And it's it's really heartbreaking, some of the stories that you come across, some of the stories that I've read. Um, and of course, it's, you know, people don't, you know, it's, it's not for entertainment purposes. But, you know, just going there and seeing people sharing their stories, their heartfelt stories. You know, while UK can be home for some of them, there's that feeling of being trapped you know, um, yeah, and not being yeah. able to return home to Hong Kong. Yeah, and and in a way, you know, these are situations where I suppose when people did come, there's a number of people who may have come December, during December time, and it wasn't just it wasn't just for Christmas. It wasn't anything like that. I think maybe some may have come to see family, but in all honesty, you have to ask the question that really for anyone to travel from Hong Kong to the UK at moment given the fact that like in December or, or January you know things were not good COVID wise so it is a risk that everyone did take actually and I understand that that we all took a potential risk to come here during COVID but I would say that the majority of us you know were very were very aware of that and have been so careful I mean for instance with myself I've seriously not stepped out of the house I knew I had to have surgery and so you know I have been isolating for a whole month now um, and other people are in the same circumstances and as you said the Facebook group we have a WhatsApp group as well 
which is a support group for um, HK people who are stranded in UK. There's also another support group, which is the Hong Kong Quarantine Information and Experience Group. And it's amazing, you know, because social media has really changed the whole face of interaction now, because to be in a country, you know, where you need to get back to Hong Kong where, is where you live, um, then it's so nice just to be able to have the potential to be able to talk to others and get people's stories. Now, these groups are not just support groups in terms of finding out exactly what's going on in terms of restrictions, finding out latest latest laws and things that are coming out, but also they're there tell you, like the quarantine um, information experience group, it's specifically there for anyone who knows that they have to go to Hong Kong to quarantine and, you know, are a bit unsure about what, what the situation is, which hotel hell do I go to? What, you know, what facilities do they have? What's the food like? You know, when you scroll through this particular Facebook page, you see just pictures and pictures of hotel rooms, of the food that people are eating, the facilities that are available. So it's a, a huge hub of information. For it's such people. a wonderful really community good. as well. It's a really good support Absolutely. group. I've never been in quarantine Absolutely. before, but just um, I've spoken to people who are and I often go to that page just to see how people are doing. Um, and yeah. there's a sense of hopefulness and helpfulness, really, for, for people sort of helping yeah, no, each other. Absolutely. And, and it could be from anything. And I think quite a few people, you know, you have to take in, into into account now that the, the current regulations and the restrictions on anyone traveling from the UK is basically that you can't get into Hong Kong um, directly. You have to fly. So has, Hong Kong is in category A. Uh, sorry. Yeah. You know, UK is in category A. So you can't fly directly to Hong Kong. So therefore, you have to go to a third country and stay there for 21 days. And then you can make your way to Hong Kong. Um, so you can imagine, like, you know, for somebody who's alone and single or whatever, that might be something, okay, I could do that. You know, I could go to a third country somewhere where I could possibly try and make a holiday of it. But you have to question the fact that, you know, it's going to cost you financially. It's going to cost you time-wise. And then what you do is you do your 21 days in a third country. Then you fly to Hong Kong after that. And you then do your 21 days quarantine in a hotel. So we're talking almost like if you do not know somebody in a third country where you could actually go and stay free board and not have any hassles with hotels and also have to keep in mind that that third country may have regulations in terms of quarantine. So you may then go straight to another country where you've got to do two, to two weeks at least quarantine or 10 days. And then you are paying, if you don't have anyone, you are paying for a hotel. So financially, that's a, that's quite a huge burden, you know, and that's really quite hard. And, and, you know, if you put that in a situation where you're just a single person, okay, fair enough, you can try and, you, you know, you can maybe try and afford it. But if you try and imagine there are situations where there are people, you know, families or, you know, a, late, a woman has come, say, with a five-week-old baby. And she came as an emergency during COVID because her mother was ill and, you know, emergency passport for the child and she came into the UK. But, you know, at that point, when you do make that trip, I mean, quite a few people could say, oh, well, you shouldn't have traveled, you know. But, you know, there are some things where you have no choice, sometimes because of family calling out or circumstances. You have to make that trip and, and you take a risk. Yes, and, and we all took a risk coming. But 
but to perhaps not go directly to Hong Kong is, is, is quite hard. And I do hope that the authorities kind of do listen to all the appeals that are coming and stuff and, and try and change, the, change it just to make it a little bit more lenient, mm -hmm. certainly for, you know, Hong Kong citizens and, um, you know, residents. I can understand that if you are a, a tourist and you're wanting to go to Hong Kong, then yes, you you shouldn't be allowed. You know, you should you cannot do this right now. But certainly for your own residents and citizens, I hope that they can make an allowance for yeah. this. At some and point. from my understanding, it seems that you know people are getting quite creative in the way that they enter Hong Kong. People are flying via Oman and flying via different places to get to Hong Kong. So this actually um, indirectly adds to the risk of it because you've got the the stranded Hong Kong residents in the UK. They are making an a, a, a detour. Tour. I mean, without getting into the politics or the health situation, they, they are they are risking to go to another yeah. place, stay there, and then having to come back again. So, it, I, absolutely, I, I don't know. Yeah, and you know, this is uh, my concern because, like, um, I came here for surgery, and I have kept myself completely isolated during this month, and I am petrified now that I really one, I don't know, I don't really want to be on my foot. I, to be waiting through airports and then I, I think that are we not kind of increasing the potential risk of catching something because the moment you step out the moment you go into an airport the moment you know you take a flight and then you go get off at an airport and then you change flights if you have to or then you or you try and fly down you're going to be changing flights you're going to be interacting with people you're going to go to a place that you're not familiar with and again how can you be assured that the if you were going to potentially get covered that you're not getting it you're not picking up on your way while if you were to fly direct to hong kong there's little chance of you you know given all the restrictions given the covid test the negative one when you before you go mm. when you land then you know i hope that we're in a better position in that respect so i think the appeal the whole potential of these um support groups and certainly the one with the people who are stranded in the uk is just to highlight that that thing and and you know we can justify that we can say yes you know initially it was really important that we tried to stop any traffic to or to hong kong and that i understand completely with the pandemic but i think there are personal circumstances and there are situations now where i hope that you know the powers above will kind of be a little bit more lenient to certainly the citizens and people who are trapped in circumstances you know with, with little children and things and it's also quite you know i i worry you know to have almost like six weeks of quarantine, it has a real um, takes its toll emotionally. I mean, you know, I'm getting really, I'm I'm psychologically preparing my for being alone for six weeks in a hotel room, you know, mm. and um, and also because I've had a, some surgery, I'm petrified that I don't want anything to go wrong during that time because I will be alone and I can't be moving, and and so other people are in different circumstances where, you know, if you have little children, if you have a little four or five week old baby, then how do you cope with something like that? And that those things can be quite traumatic, you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, financially. So I just hope, you know, it's 
it's just one of those circumstances you know somebody can say oh well it's your hard luck you you put yourself in that situation but not everything you, we don't we can't kind of weigh up everything in our lives it's just sometimes emotional things pull us towards certain areas and and that's the situation that's life you know but um but i hope that you know maybe this appeal and maybe the interaction on some of these support groups that we might just get somebody hearing our voices and uh, and some change you know that will help us yeah oh sadi and you're absolutely right you know we, we can't really judge uh, people's circumstances for traveling everybody ha- has a reason you know i don't think uh, in this time and age people are really traveling um for pleasure you know you're not going to hop no. on a flight and and you know risk going to quarantine on on both ends just for pleasure people have you know no, no. some and, some and unspeakable also, circumstances sometimes absolutely and also it's a huge financial i mean it's no joke if you're going this is on your head you have to pay for the quarantine mm. you have to pay for the hotel you have to pay for the food it's also this thing that you know when you're in these hotels or when you're getting you know food delivered to you you know for that duration of time you are probably not eating as healthy and as you could so you know i'm sure it takes its toll on your health as well so so there are a number of factors but i think you know i think today's chimbags really just to say thank you to all these wonderful support groups that are there and thank you to the social media aspect of it that we are able to do this and get support and and there are some wonderful people in these support groups seriously who are there to they will personal you know send you personal messages and it's been a lovely way of actually interacting with people and just to understand that you know things are nicer when you know that other people are involved and and other people are in the same situation you're not so alone um and i think that the other thing is is we have a united voice then so we can try and you know um raise profile of of our situation and perhaps make some changes yeah well sadia thank you so much for your sharing uh, with us this week uh, this week's thursday chinwag and you'll be back again next week hopefully yes, I will. maybe by the time we speak the ban will be lifted we never know i hope so <laughs> fingers crossed everything crossed <laughs> yes and best of luck with your recovery and uh, we'll be speaking to you next week thank you very much indeed thank you bye bye bye